Welcome back to Never Watch Alone, where you'll never have to watch a movie alone again. I am your host, Tim Leifite, and joining me is my good buddy, once again, Nathan Ball. How you doing, man? Like, we are here. F it has been one year since our last John Wick movie, and a year before that we did John Wick 1, and here we are again. This is going to be like an annual thing for us, I think, every August, right? Oh, you promised that'd be great. I'd fucking oh, love dude. that. Oh, dude. Well, <laughs> in all fairness, the uh, the the next one is supposedly c coming out uh, May, like late May of 2022. So hopefully, if it doesn't get more delays, uh, yeah, we could be here again one year later for John Wick Chapter Four. How fucking cool would that be? Well, to be honest, that just sounds like fate to me. And uh, well, I'll be <laughs> damned, Timothy. <laughs> Yeah, man. So, uh, uh, number three. Uh, yeah, so uh, it took you a while to actually see this one. I actually went to see this one out in the theaters. Um, it did. It did. <clears throat> now, I, I – so, I don't know. My theater going – we had talked about this before. My theater going has been very lax lately, and, and at the time I was doing certain types of jobs that didn't give me much free time unfortunately and i had to wait until you showed me this and i've only seen it once if you can believe it i only got to watch it wow. one time so i know knowing you and so it, it would be like one of those things where you're constantly got that shit on repeat almost oh i know i'm really i'm really really fucking irritated about it actually so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i immediately had to see this in theaters because uh, if you guys uh, uh, remember watching on the last one, when John Wick 2 ended and it just like all the assassins are converging in on him, like they're all getting their cell phones going off and whatnot, and he's running away and he knows that all of Manhattan is going to be on his ass by nightfall, um, and it just ends, I'm like, fuck you, movie. Like, you do not end there. You keep going. Because I cannot stand waiting to see what the hell happens. I gotta wait a whole another fucking year for this. That's some bullshit. So, what? yeah, I was. I, I'm. That's 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 the main reason why I, I had to get into the the theater like opening weekend as soon as it came out. I think we talked about this on our John Wick two showing as well. How like the movie? What's it like a two hour movie? And it felt mm -hmm. like you were literally about halfway through when it cut. Like, I could have sat there for another two or three hours and just be blissfully happy with the remainder of the story. And it just ends. And I was like, oh, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. Like <laughs> I know, right? And what's worse is they did the same thing for this damn movie. And I'm pissed off. You remember the end of the movie? I'm just like, hey, John, you pissed off? Huh? You pissed? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> Me too, John Wick. Me too. You do not stop there. You keep going. I gotta wait a whole. I got. We gotta. We still have to wait a full year before we can get to see uh, hiding our hair of John Wick again, uh, which really, really fucking sucks. But uh, uh, after seeing, now that you've seen all three, can you? Uh, which one do you actually list as your favorite uh, as of now? I, I still, I still gotta say I like the first one the best. I just, it did a good enough job at doing its job to carry these next couple of films. And it, 
And it's the story, and we talked about this too as well. It's the story of what's not being told, but what's being shown. Because really the only information you get about John Wick in the first mm, 20 minutes of the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's this nice guy that went through this terrible loss that he's trying to pick himself up at. He's got cool toys in a brilliant <laughs> house. And then people just talk about him. He says next yeah. to nothing, but people talk about him as though he's this higher being or, 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 or something untouchable, something other than human that everybody else just revels in. And then the rest of the show, nay, the rest of the next three shows – just explain those first 20 minutes and i thought narratively as a story if you don't have much to go on you did it perfect perfect yeah well that and that's the other thing about the first john wick is that they they were making it deliberately self-contained like you know that's the end of the story and they because they weren't planning on sequels it was this little movie that could that everyone was like holy shit this fucking keanu can kick some ass man like can we see more of that please thank you and they were like all right (laughs) so yeah self-containment really helps i honestly even after watching uh all three of them i still kind of like two the best but that's sure mostly because i don't it's just like for me like with two movies seem to be like always seem to be the best for me they just do it i don't know why uh it's like you have these characters that have already been set up and you get to know them a little bit better. The world's been expanded. You get to build on it, and that's what John Wick got to do. Um, and you had some amazing action sequences that I don't know how they keep managing to wow me with these action sequences. You'd think they'd get stale after a while, you know? Cause, uh, oh, I, no. Because <laughs> we mentioned uh, that... Uh, uh, how annoying it is that these movies just end and you're like, no, I could keep going for like another 90 minutes. Don't stop. Keep going. Uh, I actually went and made a five and a half hour edit of all three movies just stitched right. together back to back to back <laughs> to back. Because I don't want it to end. I want you to keep going. No, you do not keep going. I will gladly sit on my ass for five and a half hours to watch this story. I will gladly sit for eight hours and watch that story unfold. That's fine. Well, I really don't care. On top of that, on top of that, these movies are made almost specifically to do that. Like it's convenient as so like it's not like you're doing all three Lord of the Rings movies, which by the way in the books is a span of like what, what almost 20 years or something like that. Yeah. And yeah. They, they flip the movies and and but there's a serious gap of time in between all of them even if you do your marathon runs and stuff like that. This movie it's like the the last scene is still the first scene. Therefore, you're not mm-hmm. losing any time. If you slice them together like that, it's still one conti- – it's like what? what? It's been like a week in John Wick time or something like that? Yeah, for real. That, that's, that, that was the, uh, the, the joke when Chad Stahulski was writing – I believe it was writing two. They were like, oh, my God, we're doing a sequel. Do we, do we pick it up like a few months later, a few years later? Like how far are we talking? And then they were like, well, you know what? Let's just pick it up like right after where the last one ended and just be like, yeah, John Wick is just having a really bad week. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. And he, he is. is. Jesus Christ. When you watch him in secession, like, Jesus Christ, all this for a puppy. A puppy. 
All this for a puppy and some little shit biscuit couldn't just leave well enough alone. That is it. And it just that guy. The, this is one hell of a domino effect. <laughs> like, right. Right. Uh, and I, apparently I hear that not only in addition are they because I know they're working on four right now. Uh, I believe they just started shooting. Um, but uh, they are going to shoot for a fifth one. And now I don't know if they're going to do this, but I'd like to say that each film is supposed to represent the five stages of grief and loss. Which mm-hmm. I think would be a really cool thing. I don't know what he's on on each individual one. I forget what they are off the top of my head. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm eager to see if that's the route that they're going. Because I know Keanu is like, look, I will play this role until I'm dead. Yeah. I'm having so much fun with this. I don't care. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, hell, if you, dude, Keanu is just like. You want John Wick 83? Yeah. <laughs> Old man John Wick. Yes. Like. Yes, I do, in <laughs> fact, what John Wick 83. So, <laughs> you're right. Oh, my God. That would actually be a fucking amazing movie. Just, oh, I don't even know what that would be, but I'm all I know is they got my money if they if they decide to do that. Mm. Oh, it's like one my my favorite X-Men movie right now is uh, Logan. Yeah. And still, it's just so wonderfully done. So wonderfully done. Especially if you read the, like, old man Logan comics where it's loosely based off of and shit like that. Yeah. Um, But it's just, like, it's such a different aspect to it. But it shows a hero that I love later on in their life. And you're still just kicking ass and taking names, but you're salty about it. And that's what I think (laughs) John Wick 87 will be. It's just some Gran Torino fuck you bullshit and i'm still gonna whoop your ass at the end of this me and my nonagenarian self fuck you <laughs> like, all right well how about this though before we start the movie uh just because that's gonna be a long way down the line but eventually they probably are gonna just with all the shit that john wick is going through he's still a mortal man so in your head canon for now how does john wick die I think it will be obviously in the acceptance stage of filming. So movie five, I think he's just done. Like at some point it just isn't worth it to him anymore. I think it will be well written. I think it will be um, written in a way that changes the status quo, but everyone's a bit at peace. So at first he kind of uprooted this criminal underworld as a vendetta. Then it led into uprooting the system that allows it to propagate and thrive. And I yep. think once that changes, I think it's only going to cascade higher than that. Once it changes, there'll be kind of like an unsettling feeling, like kind of like figure it out. And then I think he's going to just let himself either walk away or die, like walk away forever. But I think the only way he can do that, if I'm being very honest is if he dies, because there's always going to be something that brings him back, and I think that's part of his tortured life that his uh, past wife was talking about, but I don't think it's possible for him while he's alive, because of what he's done to get there, won't let him go. So the only other way out... Yeah, the only I think I think it'll be I think it'll be similar to like Gran Torino or something like that. Everybody expects this big badass thing, and it's just not... That's what. That's my prediction. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Maybe something quiet. Um, 
I yeah. want to see John Wick die in his sleep or something, but ultimately I know he's probably going to die of a lot of wounds. Let's be honest. A lot Again, of wounds. With movie with the with the movie canon as it is right now, his wounds, his you know, stabbing, gunshot, beating the shit out of are at max what like 2 weeks old. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. They they are all fresh and ready to be open. So He's not coming in any of these fights fresh at all. I didn't with the second movie, certainly not with this one. Um, and it, I think it's just going to keep building. And that's, yeah, yeah. he's just going to wind down eventually. But, oh, dude, man. Dude, you, you know what they're probably going to do? They're probably going to do an homage to the ending of Cowboy Bebop. Don't you fucking do that to me, Tim. <laughs> dude. <laughs> you know oh, how many, man. I've watched Cowboy Bebop so many times. You know how many times I watched the ending of Cowboy Bebop? once I, yeah i refuse it's so, uh, <laughs> it's so well done but no oh uh, no uh, ow, actually that'd be like a really heartbreaking ending but beautiful mm. mm-hmm. oh well we'll just have to wait a couple of years for that one man but oh, in the meantime I... how about we start this bad boy up uh for that those of you listening good back to me. home uh i hope you got your blu-ray or your dvd a uh, digital copy, because honestly, I looked it up. There's not a whole pl- a lot of places it's streaming right now. I mean, if you want, you can buy it off of like somewhere like Amazon Prime or wherever. But either way, have your copy ready, because we are about to start this bad boy in three, two, one, click. And once again, we got our many, many, many uh, production uh, uh, logos to go through. Including Lionsgate. Because <clears throat> this is an indie art action movie. Because <laughs> I hear, and I also hear that because it's kind of low key indie stuff and whatnot, uh, that they want to have some like crossover stuff with like Atomic Blonde, or uh, I don't know if you uh, saw the uh, the latest movie from Bob Odenkirk, Nobody. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Did you see that actually? I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard nothing. I I I had it started. It's sitting there, and it caught my attention at the wrong time, and I just haven't turned it back on. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that because I hear it's really fucking good. They want to do like a uh, a crossover between him and John Wick. Oh, there it is, P- Chapter Three, Parabellum. I don't know how I f- I don't know how I feel about crossovers with this because I kind of like this story being so contained. You know, Me I don't too. I don't want it to be so left and right and center, you know? Yeah. This is we were talking about we were talking about worlds in our previous conversation uh off screen. This is one of the rare exceptions where I think I would prefer the world be contained in this little space. I want the story here. Yeah, that's fair. I can see that cuz the world building on this has been amazing. <clears throat> right. Oh, dude. Seriously, I love the fact that you don't lose literally any time between the last one. Seriously. It, and it also makes editing them all together as this one giant thing. I, I, I call my edit the super kill cut, and, I'm, and <laughs> I will be adding uh, John Wick's chapters four and five as they come out to them. So it's just this one sprawling epic. Uh, and I really wish I could post that somewhere. I really want other people to watch that because I know – Tons of people will be like, oh, are you kidding me? I would totally watch a five and a half hour cut of John Wick. 
Just like all, the, just all of it in one, in one go. I would kill for that. Fourteen million dollars. That's a lot of money. That's that's some cheddar, Bob. <laughs> I guess. Oh that's man! Some scratch. Right in the man. I'll, don't you just? It's crazy. Oh, hey, check it out in the background. You see uh, Buster Keaton? Yeah. It's oh yeah. Om- another another homage to Buster Keaton, the greatest stuntman who ever lived. I know Chad Stahelski likes to ha- uh, put references to Buster Keaton in uh, these movies, just as like homage to the first one, the guy who started, who really started and. The uh, the path to stunt work for everyone of the uh, the twentieth century. <laughs> yeah, yep, that's about right. <laughs> What also? Oh, what another I, great small tip of the hat to John Wick's, you know, persona, like his his, his legend, his rep, his reputation for sure. Yes, yeah. And now it's a bit different because we're a couple of movies in, but still, how little is said says so much. Oh, I love this little exchange. I love how all the homeless people of New York are secretly assassins. You know how you know how fucking scary that shit is. Cause have you ever been to New York? There's a lot of homeless. I have been there. Yeah. And no, the fact you. that they're all secretly packing under all that garbage is kind of terrifying. And it's great world building, but Jesus Christ, man! I also, dude, can we just like talk about the color scheme and the color grading of these movies? Like the rich. That was a great like, shot. Uh, all of this, How's like it? all the, because I've been noticing, you know how in uh, like the old film noir films, like the really seedy, dark tales of, you know, violence and criminality of the 1940s, they were always these really beautiful deep blacks uh, in these stark contrasting black and white images. Nowadays, when you show those kinds of stories, um, yeah, there are deep, dark shadows, but there's this new element that they're always lit with these brightly contrasted colors of ne- uh, of uh, uh, neon. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, because you see that a lot. I think uh, one of the first major movies that I think played around with that idea was Drive uh, by Nic- Nicholas Winding Refn. He just used a shitload of all these rich vibrant colors against the deep dark shadows and it and i think that's kind of the established look of the neo-noir look of these movies nowadays do you know what that actually reminds me of and you're gonna laugh at this what's that batman forever (laughs) yeah joel schumacher was ahead of the game man yeah like, do you remember that though? When Robin <laughs> went out was, of his own shit, right. took the fucking Batmobile like a little chud like a little chud wagon, and then like, <laughs> got my in my pit mobile, woo! Just like shut the fuck up, Robin. Took it to some back alley neon gang or some shit, like the world's greatest laser tag club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, not gonna That's what lie. That reminds me of. This shit right here, I really want to get like I, I've been. Uh, I, I searched forever 
to find a copy of that book, the the Russian folktale book. I can't find it uh-huh. anywhere, even like a replica, because I really want to make a hollow book exactly like that. It complete with the uh, the velvet red on the inside too. Like I really want to make mm-hmm. a crop replica of that, but sadly can't find that print anywhere. I, I think I found one, and it was j- unavailable, and it was all the way in like the Ukraine or somewhere. Give it time. But, yep. Shit'll come there, back. I'm pretty sure there's someone out there who will make a some co- other kind of replica copy that or some other mold that I can rip off of and do like a 3D print or something. Oh yeah, I like that. He's quoting Dante. This motherfucker, man, you know, this is like a really good case and when these guys always do excellent oddball casting. Like they get some mm-hmm. really interesting people as assassins. Like in the last one they had like an actual former sumo wrestler. This guy is actually a Serbian basketball player. Like he was in the NBA and well, shit. Yeah. Jesus I I don't disbelieve that at all. Man's well, and giant. look at the so- yeah, look at the size of his hands. Like I believe firmly that this dude can, you know, uh move a basketball. But uh, I really love that kind of casting, is that they get these people that you wouldn't normally associate with an action genre, and it's like a, a weird, exotic kind of thing. And it adds for some really interesting new uh, layers to fight scenes. But this shit right here, I still cringe when this, sh- this part happens with the book. Right here, in the mouth, and then, ooh. Ah! Breaks his fucking jaw. God damn. Damn! You know, I remember... You remember how uh, they had like this weird... It it is, because I remember in like the uh, the Born Identity movies... I love that. He puts it back in place. Bloodstain and all. I love that. But uh, it reminds me of uh, what they were kind of doing on the Born Identity movies. Um where they had Jason Bourne fight with one everyday item that he turned into a deadly weapon. So I think, you know, the first one he used a pen. Uh, the second one he used, like, a magazine that he rolled up and just used as, like, a, a blunt instrument. And I think in the third one they also used a book. Uh, although not quite as effectively as Mr. Wick here. Because, goddamn, I still cringe when he breaks the guy's jaw. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Morpheus! The Bowery King! I still say, man, dude, for real, like, for the fourth or fifth one, just throw Carrie Ann Moss a goddamn cameo already. <laughs> Let's complete the Matrix reunion. Do it, you cowards. I, and besides, if you don't believe me, if you would believe it, look, it, dude, it's the Keymaker! <laughs> That's totally the keymaker. <laughs> like, come on, man. Just like, what? what is Carrie Ann Moss doing these days anyway outside of Matrix 4? I mean, just have her cameo in something. Like, hey, give her a bit part. Complete the goddamn trio. I'm begging you. You listening, Stahalski? St- 
I do like the the uh, the Doc character though. He's mm -hmm. working just as fast as he can to get this thing done out on the clock. But I also love that they basically got him for these movies because uh, I think I, me I mentioned this several times on the uh, the last two John Wick episodes is that, yeah, like, um, Chad Stahalski, uh, he, he didn't start out as a director. John Wick was his first direct his uh, first time directing. He actually got his start uh, being a stunt double for Brandon Lee in The Crow. And then he went on to do... Uh, um, his, all the stunt work for Keanu, he was Keanu Reeves' stunt double through the entire Matrix trilogy and you know they became really good friends and they decided you know wouldn't be cool if Stahalski could take a, uh, the helm of a project uh, and have Keanu get in there for you know star power and because they knew each other um, and they had a whole bunch of other contacts through the Matrix and uh, the guy playing the, uh, the doc uh they, he, they all—that was one of those connections, man. They just decided to use the, the Wachowski method, if you will. It chimes midnight for Mister Wick. There we go. Oh shit. I also really, I mean, I mentioned this before. I'll just do it one, myself. Really, yeah, for real. But I really, really love the design of the uh, the operating rooms and how all the women here have just a massive amount of prison tattoos. Uh-huh. I love that. Even the older ones, they are all just heavily tattooed. And that, I don't know why, that just gives it a really rich, uh, a, another level of richness to these. Right. Ooh. Ow. Ow. Seriously. Not how I would do that. Ow. You have to, you got to be John Wick in order to so you're just yourself up, man. Like Jesus. Oh yeah, and these guys, the the ones outside, uh, you'll be seeing them again later. But those guys are uh, veterans of the Raid Redemption, which is the uh, the last movie that we did for Action April. How cool is this doctor? Am I right? Like. This dude's literally willing to take not one, but two bullets for John. Oh, God <laughs> damn. This guy is literally willing to take a bullet. <laughs> and not just one, but the two. I also love he doesn't give him any warning. It's like, eh, it hurts less when you don't see it coming, right? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Man. 
and look at that pr the production design on, i love the production design on these things like especially when you really get to go to town with these uh um color gradings just like all the the rich blues and the the deep greens and the dark reds love it and of course the rain's a really nice added effect mm -hmm. although it must have been pretty fucking miserable to shoot on location with a rain machine pouring down you at like you know five at like two o'clock in the morning like that's just mm. that's a door jesus yeah it is uh also who the hell's collection is this i want it i don't know uh, yeah enough exactly. to go in my house <laughs> But whose collection is this shit, man? Like, uh, is this like an antique store or whatnot? Looks like it, like a pawn shop or some shit. Yeah. <clears throat> like, you got the Gatling gun and all these old vintage weapons. The flintlock Maybe a pawn pistols. Pawn front for a personal that collection. Might, you know what? That could be it. Like, it's, it's totally like a front, and this is just like warehouse story. Yeah, cowboy. That's oh, what's up. yeah. And I love this. Like, he actually has to assemble a pistol to his liking. This is actually a really cool sequence to watch. Like, you really get to feel like he's not just an expert at shooting, but he's an expert at uh, assembling and understanding the nature of firearms themselves. I also think that was a tribute to Good, Bad, and the Ugly, because there's a scene where uh, one of the characters actually has to put together a revolver and listen in for, like, the uh, the specific ticks and bobbles for it to function the way he wants. So, might be a really cool little homage, if you will. I also like this part here where he has to... Yeah. Yeah. Do you also notice Woo! they Yeah, in the head. But do you also notice they were using that like western guitar riff while he was doing it too? Mhm. Mm I like that. And we got our first fight. We're only what? We got we, about we got our first manhandles what we got. First real fight and we are only about 17 minutes in, man. This movie wastes no time. So another thing that I've been talking about uh, on this show is like they don't really do a whole lot of broken glass anymore because it's either CG or it's obviously faked or they just don't want to do it because the actors like oh, right. too could be too hazardous, too dangerous. It's a lot to set up and you know reset up for a second take, and I get that, but I'm finally glad to see a sequence that has this much amount of broken glass. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a knife. This is a knife. Oh, God. Jesus. Oh. Jesus Christ. Oh. Woo. Damn, man. Yeah. Look at throw these things. Just. God Those are just damn. ice shards. Or ice shards. Glass shards. Right? Ah, God. God. Another one. Jesus. 
Oh, shit. Oh, damn. You're going to go for three? Oh, ah, ah, oh, in the ah, 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 oh. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Oh, Ooh. ow. Dude, that was like five knives in the guy. God damn. Oh, no, he's got an axe. Also, <laughs> this is incredibly impressive choreography because this is all one shot still. Yeah, yeah, it's like these are long takes, wide angles. Like, yeah, there's a little shaky cam, but it's not obvious. It's not like the Bourne movies where it's yeah. really like all over the place. It's handheld, but it's not shaky cam. And I appreciate that. Oh, no. <laughs> One of the seven knives in that dude. <laughs> Christ. Oh! Oh! God. Damn! And then probably the part that I... Like, we've seen some pretty awful deaths in this sequence, but this, this guy is by far the worst. Because it's so slow. Uh, ah! Ah! <laughs> oh, busted his eye open like a great, like a grape. Mm. <laughs> and I really like this little coda here with the one guy who, who's still breathing, takes the tomahawk, and with perfect precision, boom! Oh, damn! Oh. You know, again, I've been saying this. For, I, I already said this already, but uh, it's just you would think after like these three movies, you would think these fight sequences would get like kind of stale after a while. Jesus Christ. No, they don't. <laughs> and what's and what's really interesting, because like um, I've noticed a lot in movies recently, especially like action movies, is that the hero is always like unbeatable and there's never really any pain factor anymore you know mm -hmm. but these fight sequences they bring the pain to the, the the fights and that's what i miss motherfucker and again just to kind of keep these action sequences fresh it's not enough for uh for a car chase or a motorcycle chase no we're gonna have john wick ride a horse out of here because why not, not, really? I mean, honestly. <laughs> and in all fairness, uh, Keanu Reeves, he actually was trained in horseback riding. And Chad Stahulski was like, well, he, well, Chad Stahulski heard that. And he's like, oh, really? You can ride a horse? Shit. Let's let, let's make a horseback sequence for this movie. Let's do that. And, you know, Keanu Reeves being his usual self is like, yeah, let's do it. That's like the we third can... nut shot in two minutes. So many goddamn nut shots. R.I.P. balls. <laughs> I li also like this. He uses the horse to fuck him up. Oh! Ah! Ow! 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 <laughs> Seriously, like Don't I said, the these horse, movies. Shit. These movies bring the pain into these fight sequences. Because even in, like, the Marvel movies, the, you can see these guys go through some... They take a few licks and whatnot, but 
God damn, they still they still get back up. These guys, they do not get back up. I assure you, you take like three kicks from a horse, you ain't getting back up. Nice kick sequence. Right. Oh, oh, oh. No worries going with this one. Oh, dragging his ass. Damn. Jesus. John Wick on a motherfucking horse, everybody. I remember they wouldn't stop playing the, pro the this for the promos. Because, you know, Keanu was doing, like, a lot of uh, press for for this movie. And he's like, yeah, we got John Wick on a, mo on a horse chase being chased by motorcycles. Like, <laughs> haven't, see haven't seen that in a while. And, like, no, anywhere actually, else this would be ridiculous, but they're just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually. Sounds good to me. Uh, although it's been, a, it's been a hot minute, but I have actually seen a, oh, fuck. <laughs> Damn. Um, but I have seen a motorcycle chase with a horse before, and it was done very yes. cleverly. Jesus Christ. That, that, what a side um, saddle shot. That's Right. But I have That's seen a, a horse, a, a, a horse being chased by motorcycles, or rather, a horse chasing motorcycles. Uh, it, it was in uh, True Lies with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Remember, Jim Cameron totally oh, had really? uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger on a horse chasing a fugitive on a motorcycle, and it went into I... an elevator and everything. <sighs> I don't remember that. I'll have to rewatch that. That's yeah. That was a a real big deal because. Um, apparently there was a shot where in that sequence where um, uh, Arnold wanted or was jumping through a fountain to stop the bad guy, and that was supposed and he, in the script it was actually supposed to be in the uh, the water the uh, the Washington reflection pool, but they wouldn't allow that, <laughs> so they wrote it into <laughs> having it let be in a, a hotel lobby instead, which was still really an interesting chase sequence. Might have to do True Lies sometime because I actually really like that movie. A lot of it hasn't aged well, but overall, it's still a fun time. I think. <laughs> Even his belt, because they're like, we know what a what a what a master of what a deadly weapon you are, and we want to give you the least amount of weapons he can have. Oof. Those ballerina shoes, man. Never underestimate ballerinas. Those those dancers are kind of low-key insane and just unbelievable feats of physicality. Apparently, they want to do a spinoff of, uh, of this whole part of the universe. I don't know how really? that's going to go, but... Yeah, they do, but I don't know how that's going to go, but... We'll see. Oh, oh yeah, and there's uh, another big uh, big star coming up. Morticia herself. Angelica Hudson. Mm. I love her presence in this movie. Oh. Like, all the jewels, the... Uh, all the rings, the brace, all of, just all of it, just 
uh, just gives this it, it it feels like if my grandmother was like a madam a very powerful madam you know mm -hmm. but i ba do love they basically got morticia adams in this role that's that's really awesome Or she's gonna show up in the sequel to this because i heard she really really enjoyed working on this movie because apparently a lot especially pretty much every newcomer to this movie like uh all the assassins that come and get them uh the adjudicator character that comes later in the movie yeah, basically all yeah. of them were like huge fans of john wick already and they're like oh <laughs> hell yeah i want to be in on this <laughs> and I wonder how, uh, and I really wonder how long they're going to like, uh, um, just constantly fondle Chad Stahalski to be like, can we be in the next one? Can we please be in the next one? Can we please be in the next one? Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, I, I really want to know. Fondle it up. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, Chad Stahalski is actually a very pretty man. I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen him in real life <laughs> or in interviews or anywhere. Yeah, but apparently that uh, that ballerina that she's there's talks of a spinoff for her character, and this whole like side part of the universe, which I don't know how it's going. But well, they uh, they, uh, I'd they dropped. I, mean, a, I know they're gonna uh, they be dropped a brand ass new. Ah, <laughs> ah, ah. Sorry, that when she pulls her uh her big toenail off, like ah. Do not Google ballerina feet, listeners of this podcast. Do not. Do not. Yeah, actually. And some chuckle fuck shit who couldn't leave well enough alone. But anyways, as I was saying before, like yeah, I, I, I don't know how a spinoff would work, but it'd be interesting because they dropped a whole bunch of new lore in a quick sentence. Yeah, like, they did. Like, Jesus. There's a whole lot. I mean, I don't I, I forget whether or not uh, um, if they followed through with the uh, uh, the Continental spinoff, because I know they wanted to do like a television series um, about strictly about the uh, the Continental Hotel. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I haven't really heard of anything about it yet. And to just, I wish I had the access to this kind of production value, right? Like this old, old house, all these antiques and beautiful paintings. Even the even replicas are still going to cost you a shit ton. For I mean, like, real, like dude. quick, quick, not not saying like these are real or nothing, but like quick replicas are still going to cost you a pretty penny. You yeah. Know, like yeah. little slap ups and stuff like I that. I actually, uh, I've always wanted to shoot a scene like this in like an action movie strictly because I know a friend of mine um, who is actually uh, loosely related to uh, the uh, Bonanno crime family. 
Like she is full blown Italian Sicilian and has a Jeez. very intimidating presence. And I've always said to her one of these days, if I ever made an action movie that requires a uh, very powerful female presence, like a crime lord or a madam or uh, or whatever, you know, whatever Angelica Hudson's character here is, uh, I always wanted to cast her in that bit role to say I got a real relative of the Bonanno crime family. I'm like, it's she's not technically related. It's like very loosely but there are some like blood ties like she doesn't have any like at direct uh things like that she gets so many questions um but yeah i've always wanted to cast her in a role like this and i know she'll jump at the chance to do it oh the brand Boy, this really is a big moment, because now he can't set foot in the States anymore. Oh, here we go. Now this... The introduction to this character, the Adjudicator. This is probably one of the most intimidating characters I've seen in these movies. And that's saying quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> seriously Again, like casting. the yeah dude for real because like it's that wide-eyed unblinking authoritarian administrative death stare that uh this actor just uh i, I forget it, uh, their name um uh asia kate dylan uh, yeah, she just, or they have, like, just this administrative deathly death stare that still scares me every time I watch it, honestly. Because they have this, the, the cadence that they bring to the, the role is, yeah, like, like, like seriously, when, whenever they, they start talking, it's like, uh... And what's weird is she doesn't, or they don't even have that uh, that resting bitch face that you normally associate right. with, the, with these kind of characters. It's all in the eyes. It's unblinking. Yeah. I don't think she, actually, I don't think she's blinked yet. Up, oh, boop, oh, there. But that was about it. But even so, like during bit. conversation, I don't think I've seen her blink. Yeah. Although it is they, because. Uh, as a, a, apparently this is uh, um, not only is her, uh, this actor's character non-binary, the actor is non-binary in real life. Oh, which I didn't. I know find that. is really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I took a closer yeah. look because I also uh, saw Dylan in uh, Orange Is the New Black, uh, which mm. I really like that show. Yeah. So, I, and I think that's probably the reason why they got this role. So, yeah.
You also gotta love how I really love that the place of scene is the crematorium, and it's like a, a talk between the devil himself or something like that, or it's like a chat in hell. Mm-hmm. You know, I imagine, like, because you mentioned that uh, John Wick was just coming out of retirement to deal with his one thing, and he ruffled up too many feathers, and now he's ruffling the feathers of the high table. You know what I'm guessing what's probably going to happen, and I know that they've been hinting at it for a while, is that John Wick is going to turn the table over. Mm -hmm. He's just going to flip the thing straight up and destroy it from the ground up. Right. Ooh, you guys are going to be running that thing for a while. <laughs> oh, shit. Again, I just really love the authority they have. Because right. now this is someone who is <clears throat> fucking around, not just with, you know, Ian Shane's character, but also Lawrence Fishburne. Dudes that are, like, even higher... They seem, like, to be... They, you always had the feeling that they, in the last two movies, that they were, like, members of the high table when they're actually just under the table. And I'm like, God damn. Yeah. They're, like, the... it's It really puts in perspective. They're, like, the biggest fish in the small pond type stuff. And you didn't think that. Yeah, for real. Uh, to quote one of the best, uh, to quote the best Star Wars movie, just to piss everyone off, there's always a bigger fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, people will forget how good Phantom Menace really is, for real. Like, it's, I've seen people used to, do you remember when people used to say, oh, it's the worst movie of all time? Like, nah, shut nah. up. <laughs> I dare you to watch one Neil Breen movie. Just one, <laughs> motherfucker. And if you think that's the worst, I would like to show you the Star Wars Holiday Special. You kind <laughs> fucktard. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. <laughs> we're not doing that. Say what? I ain't giving this shit up. I'm the king of the Bowery! Also love how he puts down the umbrella just to, to let it rain on him. Oh, dude. Lawrence Fishburne. Man, he hands it up in just the right way. <laughs> and now we go to Casablanca. I love this. I really do because this is—it's always been like like a legendary for as a safe haven for pirates and refugees and whatnot. 
and now it's being a refugee for John Wick. But we also have these beautiful exotic locations to show. I think this is also the longest time skip we've gotten so far. Yeah, it's probably been like a couple of days while he's been on uh, on the boat to say at least to, two to Morocco. Yep. Say at, at least two. I know he got. I mean, he definitely got his suit dry cleaned. It's not nearly as bloody as before. Yeah. But assassins are everywhere. Oh, that's, that's such a cool shot. A lot of these shots really feel like their primary influence was like comic books. You know? Like really deep, shadowy kind of silhouette stuff. Like that, that shit right there is like straight out of a fucking comic book. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys really want to do this? You really want to do this? The other thing I like that's kind of subtle is John Wick doesn't start a single fight. Like, he tries to walk away from almost every fight I've seen in the course of the movies, with the exception of the first one. He kind of went ham on that mm -hmm. one. But, like, he's reluctant, which is nice. Well, in all fairness, I think uh, one of the best attributes of the strongest man in the room is he's the one who wants to fight the least. Because he, because I think it's uh, something that reminds me of a line from uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, where it's like, yeah, yeah, Bru yeah, Bruce Banner, you're the you're the strongest and most dangerous guy in this room. But you're also the guy who least wants to fight. Mm, and that right. Did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Natasha Romanoff's line. Once again, keeping those neon colors, man. I like the consistency. The aqua blues and greens. Oh, well, this is just a good time. I'm sorry, Tim. What? I was not paying attention. I... <laughs> uh, Continue. Yeah, man, those, are some, <laughs> those are some really, really distracting hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. The scenery uh. took my breath away. And uh, speaking of taking my breath away, we got ourselves the uh, the next big star of the movie, which I was so happy for her to come in because it's been a while since I'd seen her in anything really, like, really substantially good. Um, Miss Halle Berry. Oh, the dogs. Relax, boys. This is John Wick. He's a friend of dogs. What a silhouette. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, but hang on. Hear me out. I have this thing.
Man, it's been so long since I've seen Halle Berry in something really good. Because, like, I think the last genuinely, like, movie that I really liked that uh, she was in, she was only in for a couple of seconds, and or a few minutes, and that was uh, uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. Mm, right. Yeah, she kind of had, like, this crazy, like, top-of-the-world feeling, <laughs> like, in the uh, late 90s and early 2000s, especially when she won her Oscar for Monsters Ball, but... I don't know, man. It's been kind of ups and downs ever since Catwoman. <laughs> Am I right? I mean, as far as movies go, but gee, oh, how? What's she like? 16? Yeah, I know. I, yeah, she is in her mid fifties. I think she's like fifty four, fifty five. God. Right. That's a lot of melanin, man. She is like the epitome how, of like how eternal. How youth, are you man. able to? She, how are you able to cast two immortals is beyond me. <laughs> right. The only other way to, you know what? Actually, I guess there is one more immortal that we could have for, and he would actually be an amazing villain. Imagine this. Patrick Stewart is one of the John wick villains. Ooh. Now Paul that's Rudd. the other, like, um, oh, Paul, <laughs> well, Paul Rudd would be, good, I think, but, He's too. He's we too had much this of a discussion. We had this discussion already. One of my favorite things is when comedians, uh, comedians do their own thing and do uh, serious know, they stuff. Show their change. range. Yeah, I bet you. I bet you with all that humor in his backlash, him having a serious role and an evil serious role would actually be kind of like jarring. Yeah, you know what? I'm kind of weird. You know, Paul Rudd. Uh, if you're listening, first off. Thank you. Send your fr- uh, send this to your friends, please. Uh, but Paul Rudd, dude, yeah. Campaign for a role in a John Wick movie just to really throw us off. Like, be like, what the hell's Ant-Man doing here? This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Patrick Stewart, I would totally rock as, like, a, a villain role. Like, get all the immortals for the John Wick franchise. <laughs> You are right. She doesn't look a day over 30. It's ridiculous. And Keanu does not look like a day over over 40. But that's with only because he's... Well, yeah. yeah, with his beard, he does not look a day over 40. Without his beard, he looks like he's in his mid-30s. He didn't look the way I expected him to look in Bill and Ted, but still way younger than he is. For real, dude. Like, it's... It's amazing these 50-year-olds can kick such ass. Like, they, they can easily, easily <laughs> kick both our asses in a bar fight. For real. Just looks at like, the dog. If there was, yeah. like, oh, a yeah. giant sprawling bar fight and Keanu Reeves and Halle Berry just happen to be there and they're just, like, no, just caught leave. up in the mess of it all, yeah, they totally just, kick our I'm asses. Just, I'm, and just I'm, gonna, not even no, I'm just going to leave. Would. Like, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> Forget it. <sighs> Oh, we got uh, Mark Dicados. Dicados. I actually really like this guy a lot. And I, I also love that he's not like the typical, like, you know, uh, assassin who... Oh, kitty. Um, he's not like the typical, like, you know, kindly person who turns stern and evil. 
He's actually kind of got a humorous, quirky side to him that I really like a lot. And I also like that he's, suppo he's supposed to be like a counterbalance to John Wick. Like, John Wick's obviously the dog person. He's the cat person. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of like that di di dynamic, actually. Mm-hmm. As he's preparing pufferfish, which is famously poisonous unless prepared perfectly. Yep. But I'm sure with his uh, very skilled hands, he's got this easily. And of course, we. I, I'm, and I'm. Uh, by the way, were you like the first when you learned about blowfish being very poisonous? Did you like everyone else that I know learn that from The Simpsons? Because I totally learned that from The Simpsons. <laughs> No, I don't think I did. I don't know where I oh, learned really? it from, though. But I don't. Oh, I don't okay. Because there's a, there's a. I really love this, how she eats that. I don't know why that just, her her the way she moves her body, with, very deliberately is just. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's an episode of The Simpsons. It's like early, early on where Homer goes out to, try something new, and he tries sushi, and he accidentally orders blowfish. Uh, and he's supposed to to die in like 24 hours, and he's and it's kind of like that story of uh, where you expect to die in 24 hours, and you try to By live way, can your we, final last day. Can we talk about how good that last thing was? Which like one? the ballerina ensemble. Oh yeah, dude, for real. I, I, I guess that's why they really want to do a spinoff. Because. This that that kind of shit that kind of performance is very non-trivial, like my god. Yeah, they didn't just throw some shit together. No, they had artists perform this. I mean, look at that. Uh huh. Although we still gotta acknowledge the amazing stunt work for these Godfather-like kills. Cause right. Shit, man. Cause that's what I'm really loving. I'm really loving that these are hard R-rated, well choreographed action movies that really allow you to do the things with melee and gunplay. Oh, the way that comes out of the shat—they come out of the shadows. That's so fucking. That's so fucking terrifying and badass. You gotta love how it doesn't even phase the uh, the the dancers though. In all fairness, they were probably just so in the zone during their performance that they just didn't notice them. This is so fucking intense. Right? Dude, seriously. They literally got her in the spotlight for this. I, I, I'll say it. I'm going to say this so many times. Azia Kate Dillon as the adjudicator... This is the this is every principal visit that I never wanted to meet as a kid. It is that admin, that it is that uncomfortable at an administrative level, you know. And I really like the punishment here. Very uh very Christ-like. 
really gotta love how a lot of the uh, um, imagery of this world is kind of deep-seated in ancient, like, Catholic and uh, Roman Catholic kind of uh, uh, stylization yeah. and architecture and whatnot. Oh, shit. The attack dogs, man. Uh, uh, dude. Yes, Hallie. I was looking at the attack dogs, Tim, the whole time. <laughs> Never well, mind that why... Holly Berry was once again wearing leather pants. Well, whatever. <laughs> uh, well, if I want to well, watch Halle Berry in leather pants and that's the focus, then I'll watch Catwoman. Get gladly. Lucky and I'll, shit Just right on now. mute. Like, I won't actually watch Catwoman. Uh, just to watch <laughs> yep um oh, yep but uh yeah dude Halle Berry trained her ass off for this movie like uh, did you actually see uh her and Keanu Reeves doing gun training on the range for this movie no no holy shit dude I'll send you a link afterwards and for those of you listening you. at home I will put a link in the description below for you because the training that they put on display is insane. Holy shit. Like, you see these motherfuckers just popping off rounds. One boom, 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 boom. And they and they just stop to reload. And just, just it's nuts. Nuts. And not just Keanu. It's total. Halle Berry was totally in on it, too. She's like, uh, and in addition to the, the all the gun training, she also trained with the dogs. Like, she actually was basically the trainer to these dogs you see on screen so that That's way so it cool. could look right it, so that way it looked like it wasn't just so she looked like she was uh um guiding or training the dogs and guiding them and leading them and whatnot it's because she actually was for a, a good majority of these scenes because usually in movies you know you'll have like trainers behind the camera and they'll you know uh direct them uh in ways that they do uh, whatever they ways they can behind the camera or off out of frame uh but it's always it's never uh about the interactions between the actor and the uh, uh the animal it's about the interaction between the animal and the trainer and, it, and that's why you see these movies shot the way that they are not with these movies though they shoot it wide they shoot it long yeah and that's why they had Halle Berry train on it so it looked like they could they, they could have that kind of flexibility and it so pays off because uh this next sequence coming up like m gun foo with attack dogs like i'd never seen that in an action movie ever and that was like one of the most fresh things about this movie <laughs> i like how everybody's like ballsy <laughs> i know right Especially this guy here, which uh, you got, you guys might uh, recognize uh, this guy. Um, oh God, what uh, what was his? Uh, what the hell was his name? Uh, he was uh, um, the ma the uh, the master of coin from Game of Thrones. Uh, what's his God? What the fuck is his name? I'm 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 blanking here. So am I. But you remember? But you you watched uh, Game of Thrones, right? And you remember not seeing as much him? as no. I read it. I didn't watch it. 
Okay. Um, uh, Jerome Flynn, that's it. Me as I Google it like a loser. Uh, yeah, he was uh, uh, um, Braun on in Game of Thrones. Not Bran, Braun. The, uh, the knight who will do just about anything for a quick buck. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did watch that much. I watched, like, seasons one and two. Yeah, although he gets some major parts for, like, the mid part of the show. Sure. Um, and he's kind of, and he's probably one of my more favorite characters, like, around seasons four and five. about one of your doggies i want one of your doggies oh hell no i ain't giving up one of my doggos you know i don't think i think this guy needs to rewatch the first movie because you clearly do not fuck around with an assassin's <laughs> dogs oh not cool not cool. You shot the puppy. You're going to die now. You're going to get your ass whooped. <laughs> oh, hell no, they didn't. Oh! Now all hell's breaking loose. The one golden rule of these movies. Don't fuck with dogs. Now, yeah, for real, dude. Ah, cockshot! Yeah. Ow, ow, ow! Bite his dick! Twist his dick! Twist his dick! Yeah, buddy. Jesus Christ. Damn! Damn! Dude, seriously, these dogs do not mess around. <laughs> He's got he's dickless now. Oh! <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Why do you think we're in, here? <laughs> if anyone in any movie universe would understand, it's John Wick. You know, I remember in the uh, the first one where he was taking down red shirts and how they had yeah. to reuse a lot of dudes, like, hair and makeup, disguising your stuntmen sure. with beards and fake noses and wigs and, you know, shaving dudes with their, Woo! you know, shaving dudes and whatnot, just so you can reuse your stunt guy. Must be really, really convenient to have all these dudes in fucking turbans so you can't see your stuntmen. And you can just use as many as you want. I got to tell you also, Tim, um, I am mildly turned on. And it's not specifically uh, Holly Berry. <laughs> just in general. <laughs> like, because everything that's happening here, I'm, well, 
<laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, this is probably my favorite action scene in this entire movie because, again, I've never seen this before. I've seen gun fu, but I haven't seen gun fu mixed with attack dogs. Because apparently, uh, Chad Stahalski specifically designed a martial art to be used with t uh, attack dogs. I forget. Of course he, you did. Why I, I don't know he? if he gave it. Uh, well, if you're a stunt coordinator and you've done, you know, shit since '94, wouldn't you want to try to think of something new and interesting? Like, hell yeah, I would. But yeah, I've never seen this before. Is gun fu with attack dogs and martial arts? Like, that's. That is fresh. Also, can you just like give it a hats off to these guys for having like 80% headshots? Because it really does feel yeah. like 80% of these shots are headshots. Get them! Sick them! Bite them! God damn! You! But I love that the dogs are trained to hold them down so that the uh, the the, uh, uh, the handler can shoot them in the face. Yeah, man, seriously, the, those turbans and like the full co face covering makes it so much easier to reuse your stuntmen. And you can just have well, a the much other nice thing that okay. Down. on a, okay on a serious note though with all this kung fu, and I've been trying to pay attention to this. Um, it seems like most of their attacks are fatal, but they're being more realistic in it because fatal shots don't necessarily mean that you're going to die right off the bat. So, like, with mm -hmm. that guy getting his throat cut or getting stabbed fatally, like, if they just leave him go in a... Arguably, and this, this is with a giant grain of salt, it takes time for people to bleed out. They can still attack you while dying. So, like, even though it seems unnecessary to just pop one in the you know, in the dome. No, it's not. Well, at least not from their standpoint, because they can still get up for a little bit of time. Jesus Christ, these long takes are nuts. <sighs> they did not skip their cardio. No, no, they for, didn't. <laughs> I mean, for real, like, because there's a reason why action movies are, are used like very short shots and are edited rapidly together is because they don't want to actors don't nice. want to be moving for that long <laughs> see this this is Damn! where you know Ster sterling archer always counts as bullets you'd not get that's one on that yeah for real but also that reload time like he did not skip this practice time for that have you seen him practice his reloadings it's ridiculous he's so damn good it is nuts <laughs> yeah, shoot him in the dick. Shoot him in the dick. Up and around, up and around. Yeah. In the face. In the face. Oh, not quite. Oh no, this is cool. What? Horseshit. Damn. Damn. Did I in the face? Did I face. look away the, the first time I watched that bit? Oh. <laughs> but yeah, man, like dude, the Again, adding the element of attack dogs with gun fu, that's a fresh one for me. And god damn, th th that actually might have been 
probably the best action sequence in the movie for me. And it's not to say, like, the other ones are, like, less or anything. I'm just like, wow, that's really fresh. Mm-hmm. Like the horse. Yeah, for real. Well, again, I've seen, uh, I'd seen a motorcycle chase and a horse before, but not quite to that, that level, but... And it was different enough where it wasn't like, like oh, they're just ripping off this. No, it wasn't. Not at all. Um, but this, this is just a whole new thing. Good doggies. Very good. Good doggies. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Keanu was, good boy. Like, Keanu was apparently was really nervous working with those dogs. Like, uh, I remember well, seeing interviews that... He's like, I can't look at the dogs. I couldn't pet them or anything because they might actually attack me. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn! <laughs> they're just that well disciplined, man. Ah, oh, dude, seriously, these locations. Like, I mean, we had some really interesting stuff in the last two movies, but we didn't really go global yet. Uh huh. And the fact that they actually went out to Casablanca and to the Sahara, that's, I mean, right here, that's not like, you know, Death Valley in California somewhere. That's actually in the Sahara. They they went out to location to shoot there. And uh, Keanu never was, had never been to the Sahara. And he was like, dude, the, the, the views are breathtaking. <laughs> And the mark has been finally sealed. I do really like this, though. Gives him just the last bit of water before she does this shit. (laughs) And he's like, dude, it's the Sahara. (laughs) (laughs) And spits it back into him. Like. Honestly? Okay. Yeah, dude, at that point, I would have just like. I would have just left it right there and then, you know? Like, what's the point of even hauling that thing? For real. Oh, man. Dude, look at that photography. The sunset. Like, my God. They actually went out to a location for this. That's insane. In fucking sane. Good God. You know, I don't I wanna know if see, they did uh... I want to see it. I want to see it once. What's that? The Sahara. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would love to see the Sahara specifically in Tunisia just so I can go to the uh, uh, the still barren set of the Lars Homestead from the first Star Wars movie. And stand exactly in the spot where Mark Hamill stood back in like 76 or 75. Well, you mentioned there was a bit of a time jump when uh, John Wick got to Morocco. 
uh, and I imagine, yeah, the, it's been at least seven days now because uh, here comes the end of the uh, the king's reign. And he, and I love how, and I love the performance here with Lawrence Fishburne, like he knows this is it. Ooh. Sucks to be these homeless guys, though. Ow, God. Mm. Damn. I don't even have words for this. This is... This is just brutal. <laughs> we going for the king now. <laughs> He's like, all right, let's do this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Tell him, Morpheus. <laughs> oh. Man, I really love this. Ready? All right, let's count them. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. Damn. Dude, the way the adjudicator just waits, watches, and then just walks away. Every, every like, little character twitch is just like, please do not step on me. Please do not hurt me. <laughs> And those co the color grading on this is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Ow. <laughs> Ow. All right, get Ow. off my camel. <laughs> Ow. Oh, yeah, I forgot about this guy. Uh, he was one of the... Uh, He's supposed to be part of the uh, the high table and whatnot, but uh, um, uh, I remember seeing this dude uh, uh, earlier in uh, the the first Wonder Woman movie. He was the 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 uh, uh, the dude in the team that they assemble uh, in World War One. He was the dude who always said he always wanted to be an actor or something. I don't know if you remember that from uh, the first Wonder Woman. Oh, 
Oh, there it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a second. I was just like, what are you? Ah, uh, okay. Although it's really strange that they have uh, a guy like this. I'm not saying, like, you know, this is miscasting or anything, but um, I just always thought that, you know, if you showed, like, an elder of the high table or something like that, it would be this ancient old person, you know, and not someone who's, like, roughly looks the same age as John. Right. Which just makes me kind of think, like, is he, like, a prince of like the high table where he's not he might be like a bigger fish in the in the ocean instead of the pond that we've been seeing right but there's still there's still someone that he uh uh addresses like he might be a prince but john wick still needs to go after the king mm -hmm. that's at least my uh rationale thinking of it because again i always thought that the the elders of the high table should be these very ancient old older individuals yeah but for that you got to pay a price and the price is a real bitch. Oh, this shit. Seriously. God damn. The symbolism in that, you know? <laughs> Someone get that man some... Get that bourbon. man a full bottle of, yes, a full bottle of bourbon. <laughs> you know, not gonna, I keep forgetting whether or not they were able to cover up the fact that John Wick lost a finger uh, throughout the rest of the movie because 
I mean, I know they have it in some shots like this that are fairly obvious, but where it's uh, yeah. Um, in terms of the uh, the rest of the uh, the action sequences, I forget if they actually cover it up or not. Oh shit! New suit, new motherfucking suit. Also, I gotta say, John Wick is just, like, really taking this shit hardcore, because, uh, you would think after all that shit, he would have taken at least a few days vacation, but I guess the, uh, the trip back to New York was vacation enough, huh? Oh, God. And once again, it's New York. No one notices that shit. <laughs> Hi, guys. What's happening? You know, I also love that they got the uh, one of the main assassin students here that they got was uh, uh, <clears throat> Yayan, I think that his name is. Uh, he's uh, he he played Mad Dog in the Raid Redemption. You recognize? Oh him, yeah. Right? yeah, 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 yeah. It's nice to see they got some more uh, dudes for. <laughs> <laughs> But I like that they got several veterans of the Raid Redemption, because I, I really imagine Chad Stahulski saw that, and he's like, oh, dude, these guys are really fucking good. Let's get them for our movie. That was cool. Ooh. That yeah, was, was cool. Oh, and he just disappears again. On, on the other side, dude, that's some Batman shit. Too late. Don't matter. Dude, for <laughs> real. No one. No one bats an eye. Nothing. Look, if this was any other country or any other place other than New York, I would not buy that. They were smart to have that in New York because I guarantee you New York, people in New York would not give a shit at all. Oh, Jesus breaks his face with a motorcycle helmet. In the face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, now we got yeah, a okay. motorcycle chase. Now I got a motorcycle chase on, bitches. And not just any motorcycle chase. Motorcycle chase with motherfucking ninjas. Ninja motorcycle bike. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Batman! I mean, I'm so curious. I'm go. so curious to what they do after this. Like, how how are you gonna keep one upping yourself when you just throwing shit like this all over the place? Uh, well, you, well, you remember what happens later on, right? I mean, no, I mean like other movies. Oh, okay. I was about yeah. 
Well, you know, I think the the uh, the trick is you don't have to outdo yourself. Uh, you just have to do something different. Because uh, uh-huh. I, I know. Yeah, I know those swords. That's fucking awesome, dude. Look at this long take, long take. There ain't no quick cuts here. Like I know this is some green screen shit and whatnot, but you know, obviously for safety reasons, and you can't really right, cut, yeah. shut down, and and you really can't shut down like a road. But still, like, goddamn, look at this, dropping motherfuckers left and right. And once again, using the motorcycle helmets to conceal the identity of your stuntmen. So all those stuntmen you saw in the last fight, oh, they're oh, probably oh, here. Oh, 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 no, Damn. did not like. <laughs> get him, get him. Jesus. Yeah, man, once again, those... Oh, God. Woo! Once again, man... Like, I like how it's... Yeah. It's obviously so over the top, you know? And, 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 you know, none of this shit is possible in the manner that they portray it. However, they do enough of it different and grounded in what would normally be, like, a realistic thing. Like, what would happen to a bike if you stopped its back wheel, like, abruptly or... or or stuff like that and it's it's it looks oh, so different because it doesn't look normally cinematic although still obviously over the top so right i really like this here though he's like sanctuary not anymore <laughs> He's not excommunicado anymore and he is on sacred ground. <laughs> but yeah, uh I think uh, when the uh, the guys writing and directing this uh, like all the creators, they were just like, yeah, for 3 we're not really going to make it bigger or more grand than John Wick 2, but we are going to make it more intense. And I yeah. like that approach, is that we're not going to try to uh, one-up ourselves. We're simply going to try to make it different. This sh- Oh, this shit is so fucking funny. <laughs> Again, like, he, you would think this kind of character archetype would go from very, you know, kindly nice person to stoic villain. And he does this here, but then as soon as he's gone, he goes full fanboy. (laughs) 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 I I actually don't think this is uh, Mark Descato says. uh, I don't think that's uh, him being. uh, I, I don't think he was acting there. I was like, oh, my God, it's John Wick. I'm such a huge fan because Mark is like a huge fan of these movies. So, <laughs> oh my God, I can I can't unsee that now. 
Do you know what they got to? Do you know what they did to make the dog lick Keanu's face like, like all over the like place? Peanut butter peanut, or some shit. Peanut butter, peanut butter. Yeah. I see it on there. I see it on his face, and now I can never unsee it. <laughs> <laughs> Stoica! <laughs> Love that shit. Good doggy. You really gotta love how John has been so preoccupied with all of his bullshit that he hasn't even had time to name his damn dog. Let him go home! Let him name his damn dog already, you monsters! <laughs> oh, this shit is so fucking cool. And I like the fact that they designed this from the ground up, literally so we could have a fight sequence in it later. Like, hey, here, it's just, the cinematography here is just like, hey, look at this really cool environment. Wouldn't it, like it be Tron. really cool? Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's Tron mixed Either with one. Like a, uh, it's like Tron mixed with uh, an art museum of the 23rd century. That's a classy chessboard. Right? I dig that. And you also got to love the uh, the giant LED playing uh, uh, stock footage behind him. Yeah. <laughs> Constantly. Because not sure what exactly what this environment is. It's like, I think it might be like an art museum or something. But goddamn does it look cool. And the cinematography is all about, hey, look at this really cool environment. Want to see a fight sequence in it? And I know the audience is all going to be like, hell yeah. Hell yeah, I want to <laughs> see an action sequence in this environment. I guess it's kind of once again, you remember how in John Wick 2 they had that long uh, action sequence in a museum? So they were literally an art house action movie. Looks like they're doing that all over again. Just in a whole new in a whole new skin. Yeah, but I like you. Nah, I like it here. <laughs> Man, I just fucking love Ian Shane in these movies. For real. I'm really kind of glad he is one of the main consistent characters across these movies. You think uh, he Winston here is going to die by the end of uh, all five John Wick's movies? Because, I don't know, I, I feel like he's been playing it pretty close to the chest ever since these movies started. Yeah. Plus, let's be this honest. This is a hell of a gamble, too. 
But let's let's also be honest. Ian McShane is not getting any younger. Yeah. Wow, I actually keep forgetting that half the time that John Wick still lost a finger. That's good. So far, I've tried to pay attention. They've been doing a good job, or at least yeah. like uh, blacking over it. You know, something something quick. Yeah. Yeah. Please do not hurt me. <laughs> it's been a while since I've met a character that's so intimidating right off the bat and consistently intimidating. Like they feel like uh, uh, I think the uh, the most like have you ever had like a really authoritative uh, figure in like middle school or high school like a really, really in-your-face teacher or principal. I always get that. I always flash back to that feeling, which is probably very telling of my childhood. <laughs> Welp. See, even even to these soulless people, they're like, oh, Jesus. Okay. Um. <laughs> right? <laughs> and again, I love how all of these people working in the operating in the operating rooms, they're all tatted out. They've all got the lip rings. They've got this, like, you know, underground uh, grungy oh, – not, well, not grungy look. I guess punk – this elegant punk, I think, is the yeah. look, the look that they're going for. I like that. Even the adjudicator with her one tattoo on her neck. Or on their neck, rather. Jesus. I see. Right? My God. It's like, like I said, it's been a while since I've met a character that uh, calculatingly cold. <laughs> Under the present circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! He said the line! Guns. Lots of guns. Yeah, get him. Also puppies. <laughs> also puppies. I need lots of puppies. Dude. Don't you just also you remember how we noticed in like the last couple of movies, there are just dozens of tables full of high like top shelf liquor everywhere. Oh, I've noticed. Don't I've like, been jealous, dude. Come on, <laughs> like everywhere there's like always these beautiful displays of top shelf liquor about and. Boy, oh boy, don't you wish that was more common in real life? Oh, yeah, no. So I talked about keeping the freshness of these action sequences. This next one, I love how they throw in armor. Uh, you know, armor and armor-piercing stuff in action. Right, right. Like, this is a lot of fun. This is a lot of fun. 
shit. A deconsecration. Seriously, dude, like, I flinch when she stops and then waits to move in close. Like, ugh. So unsettling. You got enough guns there? <laughs> oh we got a busload of guys to kill we have specifically and tim two busloads <laughs> jesus christ and we probably got a quite a few more in and just to class it up just a little bit more let's have some opera player you know what if i was going out or if I had an expectation for, you know what? Hell yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna make a day of it. Take my time, cause some good cognac, you know. Who knows? Throw on some, uh, some, uh, some Wagner. I don't, I don't think this is Wagner. This is too, this is too light to be uh, Wagner. I'm gonna look up what it was. I don't, I don't know enough about classical music to give you a good idea. However. <clears throat> Oh, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And what a what a great tone. Yeah, it's you would th it's actually really uh, <laughs> the opposite of what you're told to do cuz normally in a gearing up for war sort of thing, you want the big percussion and brass, you know, all muscle. Instead, they go with the light strings instead, which is really it creates a really cool contrast, I think. Always fucking classy about that. Set the tone for our new guests, please. Of course, sir. I want those doors. I want those doors. I don't even know what I want them for, but I want them. I want that room, really. Let's be honest. You know? Also, I do love the uh, the color scheme here. The greens. <laughs> right? 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 Dude. And you know what? I... That has to be, like, a tip of the hat to the the color scheme of the Matrix movies. Oh. Oh, I know I love that line. Hunt. Do what you do best. Hunt. And now we've got our title drop for the movie. If you want peace. Parabellum. Yeah. Yeah. I always loved that in the, this is a throwback the 2004 Punisher with Tom Jane and John Travolta. Oh yeah. During the monologue before he storms the you know quote storms the castle. 
same thing. Yeah, for real, dude. But, oh, man, the green lights. Love it. A little strobe effect, Again, too. Again, I... Right? Yeah. A little, little bit of a strobe effect to get the, you know, get you on edge. But I, I again, I just really love the fact that, you know, these, uh, you know, hard, hard boiled, uh, high contrast, dark shadowed, uh, violent stories are at the, are still very colorful to look at, you know? Oh shit. They're armored. Now, this is some amazing gun foo where he actually keeps on shooting him just to keep him down. And then he has to surgically pull back their armor to shoot him in the neck. Yep. You know what? Although, you got to be honest. Like, if you got shot in the head, I don't care if you're wearing armor. You're going <laughs> to feel that. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that you don't just that you, this ain't Iron Man, dude. Like, you get shot. I don't, even if you got armor, I don't give a fuck if you got armor. You get shot, you're gonna you're gonna get knocked on your ass or some way or another. Damn! Look at those reloads. All right, now we're gonna pull out the AR-15. That'll work. Well, it works better than a pistol, but they're still armored. He's still got to shoot him several, 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 several times in order to keep him down. Look at, look at him. They're all trying to get back up. Boom, boom, boom. He's trying to keep. He's literally just spending so many rounds just to keep him down and keep him occupied before he can pull the thing back and boom. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> my god my god you know if these guys if i was going up against dudes in armor like that i'd be i'd be probably really pissed off too that i'm spending oh, all these goddamn Jesus. bullets just to keep them pinned so i can get a kill shot you know damn yes <laughs> damn <laughs> Pull back, pull back. Man. I wasted so <laughs> many bullets. So many goddamn bullets. More firepower. Oh, see, I love that. He's like, I need more firepower. Oh, like, the dude, jacket's coming off. You're in a jacket's coming off. Yes, oh, yeah, boy. You know it's real. You know it's real when the jacket comes off. All right, now we got the the uh, the Italian shotguns, and I also love this right here where he's like, "Check these shit out here." Armor piercing, yeah. Ooh, buddy. Thoop. Don't you just love how Winston's just chilling with the dog on the couch? <laughs> <laughs> Classy motherfucker.
Okay, so this is the part where the tra- the gun range training for John Wick pulls off uh, is um, is shown to amazing caliber. Oh, Jesus! Yeah, ballsack. Ballsack. That is There's very no different. Left. There is no head left to that. But wait, just Get wait, him. just watch, watch the way that Keanu does his reloads. Because uh, if you thought they were insane in John Wick 2, like that great tunnel sequence where he's um, reloading the shotgun at immense rates, w- watch mm-hmm. him outdo himself here with the shotgun. It, it's coming up. I'm, I'm loving this. And peekaboo. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, watch these reloads, dude. Boom. <laughs> Watch this right here, dude. Uh, you don't just so do that. Smooth. That is some. So smooth. That is sports training levels of reloads for for uh, shotguns. <laughs> Again in the balls. Damn. <laughs> she uses the pistol to get him off him. Jesus. But yeah, dude, look at these reloads. Boom, boom. One, two. One, two. He loaded like seven, eight rounds in the span of like six seconds. Look at those reloads, dude. Nuts. I have never seen faster recharges in in an action movie. For real. Especially with a shotgun. Well, especially a shotgun. With a witness. Yeah, especially at least with a movie, you know, like you don't see that kind of. Oh yeah, dude. Tacticality, that's really impressive. It's, it is like I've never you seen can, an action movie with those kinds of recharges on a weapon. I mean, you could just tell that he just like sat there for hours and just practiced it. Yeah, well, hell, I mean, even uh, he was breaking like some serious rain, uh, like for the uh, the uh, areas that he trained on. He was breaking some serious records. Like he was, you know, pulling off like you know, fifteen rounds of off a shotgun in like ten seconds flat. And he actually kind of got down on himself because he's like, uh, "Yeah, I, I mean, I hit, I hit all the targets I, and whatnot, but I got." I'm him sorry, out of but order. I love that. I love that because that's what bullets oh, yeah, actually do underwater. Yes. But also notice, like the way he moves the head and the neck. That's a that's surgery. Yeah. Surgery levels of killing. I like that. <laughs> Fuck your sword. <laughs> I got a gun. Um But yeah, I cuz I actually I remember seeing, you know, Keanu uh, getting down on himself even after <laughs> doing like 50 Oh. <laughs> Yes, I love Wesley's oh. character so much in this movie. I really do. That's how you, that's how you stick it to the man. <laughs> but yeah, I've seen Keanu Reeves train for this this stuff, and he'll like pull off, sh- shoot off, uh, you know, ten, fifteen rounds of a shotgun on a range in ten seconds flat, and he'll be, and even though it hit all his targets, he'll get down on himself. He's like, oh yeah, but I didn't hit him in the right order that I was supposed to. 
Like he was that level of of a perfectionist. It's nuts. Like, like I said, I've put a link in a YouTube dis- uh, link oh, in the description hey. below for you guys. To I don't check know if you out. were noticing. Fingers still gone. A little quick thought, quick shots, but fingers still gone. Man, they're good with that continuity. That's oh, really yeah, impressive. More, yep. See, more you can glass see the gap. breaking. We got more glass breaking. Yeah, you don't see gl- a whole lot of glass breaking anymore in movies because. It's a bitch and a half to set up practically, and it looks stupid when it's CG. Jesus. Ow. Yeah, you're right. I, I'm totally like, now I'm just like keeping an eye on his hand, and yeah, holy shit. They're totally, they're doing a really good job of covering that. Yeah, show. they are. I'm impressed. I'm really impressed. I like this. that's that's straight from terminator 2 that's gotta be well that's just mean (laughs) also really cool right it's these two sizing each other up what (laughs) that was cool that is some batman levels of ninja funhouse mirror bullshit fuck you uh, <laughs> no right we and it's strange because you would think this sequence would be like a bit of a repeat from the uh, the last movie that had a whole lot of mirrors you remember that they totally did like this uh enter the dragon kind of uh, uh a little bit uh, homage yeah. but i like the fact that this is different enough where it, it doesn't feel like it's a repeat so much glass oh Oh, nut shot cock shot oh I love the way they do that with the glass and the blades I don't see that that's oh oh damn Oh, oh, yeah, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> How does it feel being kicked into a glass multiple times? <laughs> Fucking Nightcrawler just teleporting right? places and shit. <laughs> oh, I do like this where he has to go up one more level. It's just, it's. It's 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 just like you know it's it's another little thing for Enter the Dragon, just like you know, going up one level, uh, one tournament at a, at a time. Oh, now he's going up against Mad Dog, Mad Dog himself. God, that dude is talented. Right? My God, the flips that he's doing—it's insane. I also really thought it was it was really nice of uh, Chad Stahalski because he was such a huge fan of the Raid Redemption that uh, he actually had these guys speak in their native Indonesian language and they translate for later, which I thought was really really cool. Like it's like, hey man, we got these talented artists. Let's let's really let them loose, you know? Not just in terms of the action and choreography, but let's let's remember where these guys are from. 
I like that a lot. <laughs> I also really like this this part right here where he's trying to he's he's trying to get up, man. We've all been there. Just bones scraping against each other. I really like this. <laughs> <laughs> You know, apparently, like, Keanu Reeves was getting really, really tired doing these. And he just, like, and he actually played off his difficulty getting up. Because, he, again, these are really, these, doing these uh, fight sequences for multiple takes is non-trivial and will take oh, a lot yeah. out of you. So, oh, he yeah. actually, he actually did have a hard time standing up there. And he kind of played it off as, like, a really funny joke, which I really like that they kept in. I'm really happy to see that. Oh, get him! God damn! You know, you remember how many times... You remember that last fight in the Raid Redemption? It had, like, at least two or three different, um, uh, you know tabletop pushes where you just yeah one do like i'm actually kind of surprised they haven't used that that move yet where they have you know one of the dudes trip over the other dude lying down on the ground like you know just tabletop them yeah but they would have done that yet. these 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 locks and combos are incredibly complicated too it's so like i guess they, they really want to show it off yeah that's that's probably what it is like hey we we kind of did something like that, and this is a different kind of style because, you know, that style lends itself to that kind of grubby work that they did on Raid Redemption. Ah! Nutshot. This is like Nutshot 6 or some shit. Ooh. <laughs> Dude, did you see that F knife work? God damn. Like, holy shit. I the don't. The camera cannot keep up. Oh! Ooh. Damn. Damn! That's a hell of a throwdown. Oh shit! Yeah! Jesus! <laughs> Fucking hell! And again, you know that's again right. Like I said before, there's so much of this stuff that is reminiscent of two with the, all the mirrors and whatnot, and even to this point here where he breaks the guy's back. And he just says, be seeing you. Like, we had that exact same thing happen in 2, but this feels fresh and different enough where we yeah. don't realize, where it doesn't feel stale. Time for level 3, bitches. <laughs> Boss fight! Oh shit! You know, I just re oh yeah, there went there's the uh, missing finger again, but see those action sequences—they do their job because they they're so fast and they're so exhilarating that you tend to forget to look well, for John John's well, I, uh, missing I, finger. Yeah, I keep on looking for it uh, on and off, and I think they missed it when he was clenching once. But that's a forgivable, you know, like well, his yeah, fist is clenched. You're not supposed to see it anyways. 
for for sure, dude. Because like I said, the, the movie uh, effectively. But like here, it's still gone. Me. Yeah. Yeah. The movie effectively distracts me from these exhilarating action sequences that I totally forget to look, and that's just but there's you know, that's but, wait, yeah. classic. But, that, yeah, that's just classic disappearing at pull the hocus pocus bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> creepy ass son of a bitch. Are you even here? Are you just like a figment? Oh, damn. I love it any time there's like a kind of a, 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 a clenched clash, if you will, that he uses his other hand to beat it forward yeah. towards the other guy. Like, oh, that's so cool. Because it's no longer about brute strength. Like, let's... It's really just about practicality. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, every once in a while, if you're really paying attention, you can see the black finger sleeve that the, he has on there. But, I mean, it's it's so quick. You have to be looking specifically for it. Yep. And, again, remember, these the, the action sequences di effectively distract you because they are so exhilarating. And so yeah. beautifully choreographed. Yeah, how's that feel, you son of a bitch? Yeah, how's it feel? How does it fucking feel? Oh, I love that shit when he comes out of the shadow. That's awesome. Dislocate his arm. Again. Send his ass through that window. <laughs> nice yeah nice nice oh i love that they get to play off the environments with this those are the best those are the kind of the best fights where you really get to use the environment to your advantage visually that is yeah Oh, seriously, dude. The way the, the blades interact off the glass. Like, I almost never see that. Fucking awesome. Stab him. Stab him. Cut his ass up. See, now that's interesting. And I was waiting to comment on that. Um... But usually when some villain is crawling away, that marks the end. But it wasn't. No, no. At least not totally quickly, that was, you know. That was a bluff. That had to have been a bluff. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I, I guess that's what happens when, like, actual stunt choreographers get to be in the director's chair for a change. Like, you get to subvert those, those expectations. Oh, yeah! Pound that shit in. God damn. Ah, the hand. Ow. Oh. Oh. Damn. Did I mention this movie really knows how to bring the pain? I love it. This is, she's gonna try again. 
<laughs> that is a man who has had a very long and hard shift. <laughs> like, hey, boss, uh, can I oh, take yeah? a sick day on this one? I would like to sh- maybe because your whole shit got rocked the whole way by two dudes <laughs> in a suit. You also gotta love that this dude, after all that shit, he's still going, even with a fucking sword through his chest. (laughs) (laughs) And yet he's still fanboying. I like that they keep him just a little bit funny. The first time I I saw that, I half expected him to just fucking disappear again. Yeah, me too. I I totally kind of was expecting that. But, say la vie. I guess they didn't want to go too far into the superhuman ninja. They wanted to keep it a little bit grounded. Yeah. Because John Wick has been through some shit tonight. And uh, and this guy has a motherfucking sword through his heart. I don't think either of them are going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, no, you won't. You ain't going to be seeing shit. Damn. So based on that timeline, like, it was, like, e- like late in the evening... When John Wick entered the Continental and now it's morning. Boy, that's some night shift. Am I right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no shit, right? (laughs) Like, goddamn. Like, I've worked a couple of factory jobs where it was like a 12, 15 hour, you know, fucking slog. Where I had to walk, but holy hell. I'm sorry, but what a line. Such a line. Oh, which one? I missed it. We are a high table, and we are New York City. Fuck you, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is the spirit of New York, man. New York is is fuck you without any eye contact. Okay, Winston, but what about Mr. Wick? Well, you really got to love how he actually plays into to, uh, the adjudicator's, like, agenda. Even their voice is just so piercingly cold. Ow! 
Ow. 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 Not gonna lie, that's a bit of a stretch. After after the night that John Wick's been through, it's a bit of a leap that he would be able to survive something like that. Also, why do I suspect that Winston was like, yeah, I totally didn't. I, I was totally making sure that he wouldn't die. Yeah. But he had to make it look really good in front of the adjudicator. Right, right. Oh, uh, shit. Well, I think how much of this is like just simply trusting that John Wick is good enough not to die. You know, like if it were anybody yeah. else, it'd be over. I mean, yeah, how much blind faith does he have in it? I imagine quite a bit, actually. We got a lot of bullet casings to clean up. Oh, shit. Go get him, doggy. Get him. He's going up against the entire table. <laughs> All them bullet casings, man. <laughs> Baba Yaga. Good dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's sipping down on a Fanta. <laughs> <laughs> so unceremonious. I know, right? I do like that shot though, the wide with the with the, the, the king in the center on his throne. <laughs> Oh, I really love his reaction to this. Oh, shit. I took a finger. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> love it. Love it. See, now I know he's going to be going to war with the uh, the high table with Lawrence Fishburne, which I'm like, dude, for real, get Carrie Ann Moss. Go full Matrix. I don't care. Just do it, you cowards. Because <laughs> I'm really pissed off <laughs> Jesus Christ Lawrence is just eating that scenery like a sandwich <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
pissed off oh. too. You know why? You know why, Nathan? You know why? Because the a movie year? fucking ends right there, <laughs> and I gotta wait for the next movie. This is bullshit. No, no. I want to see chapter four right in fucking now, sirs. Thank you. <laughs> oh God. Damn, There's so many man. good one-liners in that one too that just kind of stand out really well. Right. Oh, God. Just all of it. Holly Berry needs to come back anytime she wants, and like <laughs> Holly Berry, dude, just get like all. Like I said, we'll get Patrick Stewart. We'll get Paul Rudd. We'll get Carrie Ann Moss. Like, just. And you know what? Why not throw in Hugo Weaving just for funsies? You know. <laughs> like <laughs> just there i can't remember the but there was a for these god there was a movie that i had seen before where patrick stewart was the villain and i saw it like in the 90s but he was like a gangster or something like that and it was so well done and the only scene i really remember is patrick stewart shooting into a pool at the hero and calling it done now we're you know we're gonna use like the water physics and shit like that, but it was I I can't think of what that movie is I have to look it up, but he was such a good villain and I agree with you wholeheartedly that Patrick Stewart would be an amazing amazing villain, especially like a kingpin on top right. of the high table or some shit like that. Yeah. Oh, dude, he would pro he would be like the you know like if he's at the high table he would be at the end like the head of the high table. Like, oh, right. that would be some that'd be some really cool star power. And it'd be Fuck, interesting, dude. kind of like how Winston flexes power unnecessarily, but like without really moving anything. Imagine what you could do with somebody with that level of power that they don't have to prove themselves anymore. Other people do it for them. I think that that yeah. opens up the window into a neat, neat play that could happen. And I'm excited to see it right um I, I you know honestly i'm just excited to see at this point i'm just excited to see the uh the trailer for john wick 4 because god damn it i can't wait any longer this is some bullshit i <laughs> stop ending these movies in ways that i'm like no you keep going for real uh oh, I, although god. i'm i'm really I, I as much as i want keanu to do these like forever i really am hoping that john wick five will be like the last one because you know it, it, as as wonderful as stories are you want them to have like really good endings you know right yeah agreed and, uh i probably will cry when john wick finally <laughs> does get, his, get his inevitable death like it's it probably i i'm betting right now that they're going to take whether consciously or unconsciously they are going to take uh, some inspiration from the ending of Cowboy Bebop. I mean, that just feels correct for a guy like John. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would that, I as much as I would hate that that I agree. I do. That it would and, be a nice you know, send-off. As, as you know, like Keanu Reeves was supposed to be uh, Spike for a long time in a live-action Cowboy Bebop movie and he's kind of the best like choice there was in like the early 2000s, you know? Yeah, but they, I'm glad they didn't do that because they couldn't have made it well back then. Probably not, but you know what I would have would have found? A, a, again, I know I'm just like, do the Matrix reunion and whatnot, but just hear me out. Keanu Reeves, obviously, is Spike. Carrie Ann Moss, 
as uh, Faye Valentine, and Lawrence Fishburne as Jet. Ooh, I like that. That'd be right? good. I like right? that a lot. <laughs> yeah! That'd be actually kind of cool. And then just get, like, some newcomer to play Ed. <laughs> yeah, dude. I would totally watch that. Like, hell yeah. You probably can't now because, uh, you know, Spike is supposed to be in his 20s. And as immortal as Keanu is, I don't think he can pull off the the 20s look anymore. No, like, but he might he's... be able to fish the 30s. And I think you can fudge it a little bit. Spike is supposed to be like 26 or 27, but you can argue like 30-ish, you know, because yeah, especially like in anime, they draw more mature anyways. Yeah. So. And besides, you can get away right. with, uh, you know, doing that kind of stuff in an adaptation. Like, you can change right. the it's, it's cool. Yeah. Um, although the only the only thing that I will say about the the new whatever any really Cowboy Bebop live adaptation, whether it was the theoretical one from back that is not going to exist, or the one that is in production right now, I have just one simple request: your music had better be top notch. Did I tell you I was getting the new uh, vinyl album? I pre-ordered it, and I'm so excited. I know. I know. By the way, y'all can find it on Amazon. It's totally worth it. I don't want to give more money to Jeff Bezos, but fuck is Cowboy Bebop. And I have, I have, I, my soul, I'll, I'll, I'll recompense it later. <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh, uh, um, look on eBay or somewhere like that. Ooh, I bet you you could. It might be a little pricier, but to fuck Jeff Bezos, I'll do that. Yeah, I oh dude, I do that in like left and right. Let, I mean, I only go to Amazon if literally there's no other place that I can afford it, and I want to make right. sure that it's no more than a hundred bucks. Like, I don't right. want to. He has so much goddamn money. It's it's actually disgusting. <laughs> but uh, By yeah, the way, so... sidebar: fuck Amazon, just Bezos. So. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, that was John Wick three. Uh, how, how's uh, watching it a second time? How's it? How is it? I'm glad that I watched it with you because, like the finger thing, we were able to point out some more, more nuanced details that you don't get in a first running, and it, it takes a handful of runnings to watch it and catch all the little, like throwaways and like what you were telling me about the the movie screens being shown in the backdrop all over the place. Like I never would have caught that. We never would have caught yeah, the finger yeah, the whole way sure. unless it would pull up. I would never, you know, <clears throat> it was a hell of a for well sure. done. I'm excited for four. And I suppose, Tim, oh, yeah. we'll just have to see you next year for the, yeah, all that dude, jazz. for real. Like, next August, because that's kind of a thing. It's always John Wick in August for, for here <laughs> on the show, because it's... Because, goddamn, we just can't get enough of, of Keanu Reeves, am I right? <laughs> well, you know, at first I would have loved to do these uh, more more in sync. But I got to tell you, having it like an annual thing where you and I just get to sit down and, and drink a little bit and just geek and geek over yep. this, I'm all right yep. with this. I'm oh, good yeah. with it. <laughs> I am too, man. It's, it's a really fun time, like always, because, like, 
again, I always said that, you know, John Wick 2 is probably my favorite out of all of them, but this one still delivered in all the best ways that I wanted to. Because, like I said, went to go see it in the theater opening weekend because I was, I could not wait to, to, to see what was next. And, yeah, dude, it delivered on every level and, and a little bit extra. Like, because, again, he's, it's all about keeping it fresh. And that's what he's been doing consistently. Right. You're not going to, you're not trying, because, you know, sometimes filmmakers, they tend to do, um, they tend to get a little bit too big for their britches. And it winds up being, you know, like in their trilogies, it usually is like the first one that started it all, the second one that was better, and then the third one. Well, I think one <laughs> of the favorite, I would, one of my favorite ones is like you. To this day, I will put money down. The Sam Raimi Spider-Man 2 is the best Spider-Man movie ever made, bar none. Yes. Spider-Man 3 is the shittiest Spider-Man movie ever made, bar none. And the difference between the two of those is night and day. So, like, yeah. that definitely happens. They skipped it with this. Let's just make sure that hopefully they keep the momentum going in the right path and they, they do what they do best. So. I think that they will because, like, because like I said, these movies – are made by stunt people, they're performed by stunt people, and they're a chance for them to let loose and really see what they can do. And audiences actually kind of want to see that shit, you know? Yeah. So we're here for it, man, and we're going to be here for you guys next year. Um, we're taking a little bit of a break. Uh, hopefully, no promises, we'll try to get this show back uh, come uh, for Spooktober. Um, we're doing a lot of revamping on the show, like doing a whole, whole new facelift and a whole new, a whole new uh, uh, bag to to deliver this this content for you guys. So, um, yeah, I've had myself a blast. I, I know you had a blast. Did you have a blast, Nathan? I had a little bit of fun. Several blasts. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Well, uh, I guess I'll see you then on our new show when it's all properly revamped and uh, repackaged and for representation. This has been an episode of Never Watch Alone, where you'll never have to watch a movie alone again. I've been Tim. And I've been Nate. Thanks for having me. Always, mate. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.